0: It's the Stinkin' Truth podcast with Mark Schlereth, presented by Core Water. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth podcast, Mark Schlereth, alongside Mike, Evans, Scott, the Hub, producing the show. Um, brought to you by our great friends over at core uh, hydratewithcore.com for more information you want to talk about great water award winning taste crisp clean taste take it to the uh, gym every day it's perfect hydration 7.4 matches your body's ph level uh, potential hydration level you want to get hydrated quickly it's core the one with the big blue cap check it out anywhere where water is sold all over the nation 711s and every place else that's hydratewithcore.com mike how are you buddy you know what I thought about as I witnessed this last night? Is that no matter how old you get as a guy, uh-huh. it's still important your ability to be able to chug a beer. Oh, yeah. Because mm, Aaron mm, Rodgers mm. is cool. All right? Aaron right. Rodgers is cool, but his display at the Bucks game, trying to chug a beer when he got challenged by David Bakhtiari. Yeah. I mean, I lost a little respect for... Aaron Rodgers' cool factor, it went down a little bit. I mean, that was bad. Yeah. That was a bad effort at chugging a beer. It it was worse than bad. It, it was embarrassing is what it was. Now, one, David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in all of football, but just prototypical O-lineman, right? Just hammers it. Hammers just it. pounds it. There's a certain man quotient that goes along with your ability to chug a beer. Like, if you can't chug a beer, you're Sally, Right. And that's just kind of what it comes down to. David Bakhtiari, not only one, but two. He just, I mean, open the gullet, pour down the beer. And then you got, I mean, get Aaron Rodgers a nipple for crying out loud. <laughs> he even held the <laughs> hand up like, hold yeah. on, hold on. Uh, I'll hold get on. there. I'm not quite done yet. Just wait. <laughs> the
1: I mean, only for thing missing cra-
0: was the pinky in the air. I know. I mean, if I was a teammate of Aaron Rodgers, he'd have either one, he'd have a bubba. In his locker when he got there today, little Bubba, or you know a wine cooler. Like you better switch. You better switch to wine little coolers. Bottles and James. Yes. <laughs> little wine cooler. Oh, it's the spritzer. My goodness! Embar- did you see the response that that, that uh, uh, Drew Stanton? Is it not Drew Stanton? Who's the quarterback? Uh, wh- why am I losing? Uh, Detroit Lions. Um, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stavart has the Bucks game on. He's in a restaurant. He's got a big beer, and he just pounds one after Aaron Rodgers and puts it on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever what, it was, whatever social what media it, What does outlet. it say, Mark, what does it say that— Other quarterbacks are shaming you. Yeah, the, right, but what does it say that we still place coolness factor on the ability to chug a beer? You know who can chug a beer? Tom Brady. Tom Brady can chug a beer. Tom Brady got can chug a beer. Another thing that Tom Brady's better at than Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, snap. <laughs> I know Isn't it ridiculous like, We, we as, still place value on that As guys, yeah. what we place value yes. on Like, you know, your toughness Like it, they, We've been sold this bill of goods Of what strength Or, or what toughness is Right, like like, hey, as long as it's you know, can you chug beer and do you have sexual conquest? If you got that, <laughs> then you're a man. Like, it is right? so. It is so wild. Wild. We still operate by these rules that, uh, and and I'm all for being a dude, right? I'm all for you know being tough and taking care of your family and going to work and and you know what I'm, I'm, but for crying out loud, like, you know. Like I said, if I was in a locker room to this like the next time I see Aaron Rodgers and you know Aaron and I, I should text him and just go, "Dude, you're going to have to pick it up. You need a bubba? You need a bubba?" Like I would just I'll yeah, I'll crush him. Yeah, cuz and how many of us this weekend, you know, Memorial Day weekend might be of the idea like, "Hey, I got to I got to test myself." You know? Yeah, oh I, yeah. I mean, c- could I chug a beer? Can I still chug a beer? Let's see what we got. Mike, if I ever lose the ability to chug a beer, then you know what? Just take my man car. That's right. Right. You gotta be able to chug a beer. Yeah. Now, I mean what we're talking or. about. Um I, I thought you find this interesting. So, uh Rogers, the Packers. Mm-hmm. the Packers and Bears celebrating 100 years of, of football they're going to kick off the season right and uh i mean this is, this is a big deal it's a special deal so the bears check this out have come out celebrating 100 years of bears football with their top 100 players of all time now i'm throwing this at you you're not one, aware of this list. 100 bears players the of all time. Top 100 best bears players of all okay. time all right all right who do you think i'd vote number one Number one bear player of all time, Walter Payton. Correct. Okay. Nice job. Thank you. Nice job. How about this for a top ten? Wow. Check out some. Let of me these let things. me see how many I can get. All right. If if Payton was number one, Walter Payton was number one. Who would you say is number two? Uh, or at least guys that finished in the top ten. Okay. So erlacher has got to be in the top ten. He is not. No, he's not. Okay. Which Butkus surprises me. Butkus has got to be in the top ten. Butkus is number two. Um, Richard Dent. Nope. What? Nope. Uh Dan Hampton's gotta be in the nope. top ten. What? And don't give me the fridge. He didn't get in there either. No, 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 no. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't do the fridge. Uh well, Mike Singletary's in the top ten. No. What? Now we're going back to the like the Atkins Atkinson is He's Doug Atkins be. got in at number nine. Okay. Here's, here's the rest of it. Bronco Nagurski at number three. Oh, what a, oh, name. What a name. Come they on. Back in the they day, they used, like used that to make great names, Bronco. Nagurski. Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman. Gail Sayers. Okay. I am All right, Gail Ditka. Ditka. Bill George. Good old Bill George. Two first name guys. I wouldn't keep him on the list. Move him out. Bulldog Turner. Bulldog I mean, Turner. You know, you know you've been playing football for 100 years when you get got Bronco Nagurs- Nagurski and Bulldog Turner in your top what do you think, seven. Eight. What do you think Bulldog Turner did in the bottom of a pile, right? <laughs> you don't think there was a little of the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. actual relieving yourself instead of the fake relieving yourself? But you're right. I mean, some of these guys from that iconic 85 team like, how do you not put Mike Singletary in the top ten? Dan Hampton, Danimal? Richard Dent. Come on, I mean they had some, they had some players, man, on that '85 team. McMahon? No you know, popularity stay, uh, yeah. stake. Yeah, yeah. Think about the all the old lineman they had back in in, in that '85 team. You know, we always talk about, but was it Keith Van Horn and and um, oh gosh, uh, Jay Hilgenberg? And they had some, they had some, they had some players, man. Some really good. Thayer was on that O line. They had some players, man. All right. So, greatest Packer player. If you're doing your top 100 Packers, who's number one? Favre? Brett Favre? Does it have to be Favre? I, well, I mean, I, you could go back to. I mean, you are going again. The Favre go won one championship now, right? In all those great years. I mean, I know he had what three MVPs or whatever, but he won Bart one star. Cha- Bart Star. I see. I'd have to think it'd be Star. I go with Bart Star. Bart Star, Idaho's own Jerry Kramer. Gosh, I mean they had. I mean, blittered on both sides of of the ball. Running backs, right? See, I'm glad. I'm glad that lists like this keep the old players alive, right? You know what I mean in memory because it's it's easy to forget them. Like, okay, how many people do you think you walk around, run into that claim to be Patriot fans, right? Oh, oh. yeah, big Patriot fan, huge, huge Patriot, fan. love the Patriots, hey, Tom Brady, hey, domination, domination. Yeah. How many of those? Patriot fans. I'm using the uh, air yeah. quotes. Do you think can name Patriot players from before two thousand? Yeah, that's always the problem I have with Patriot fan is they think the history of the league started in two thousand, you know? Or their own history. Forget yeah, about their the history, own history of the league. Their yeah. own history. Yeah. They forget from nineteen sixty to two thousand they absolutely stunk. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much the whole time. So um how, yeah, I mean, how many can go back to the Russ Francis days or the uh the Sam the Bam Cunningham days, John Hanna days, uh I remember Steve Nelson, Steve Nelson, Fred Smurless back in the day. Mosey Tatupu. Oh, oh Stanley Morgan. Stanley Morgan. They make great tools, too. I mean, they had some they had running backs like Vegas Ferguson. Mm, uh-huh. wow. How about a pull there? Uh-huh? Yeah. How many Patriot fans right now remember Vegas Ferguson? Andre Tippett. Andre Tippett, right? He's but, a great player. But it's like it's like, and I get it. Listen, I don't want to tell people they can't jump on a bandwagon. Sure. Okay. I mean, it's fun to jump on a band, but 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 you know, like how many Warrior fans walk around right now? Yeah, love the Dubs. Love the Dubs. Who probably can't even name who uh, t- run TMC was? hmm. Because you, I know you can. Oh yeah, run TMC, baby! Back with uh, the Richmond, t- Mitch Richmond. Yeah, Mitch Richmond. You know, Tim and, uh, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway yeah. was on there. You know, St. John's own. Oh, Chris Mullen. Chris Mullin. Hello. Or back in the day, like back in the day when the the Warriors the first like the first titles, right? Back in the day with with. Uh, What's his head? Underhand shooter, Rick Barry. Yeah, Rick Barry. Yeah, there Rick you go. Barry, there you go. So how many Dub fans right now? You think can name that? That's what just. But you know, that can, just kind of pisses, you, kinda pisses you, me off. You mentioned I get the bandwagon with the Warriors, right? But can you really be on the bandwagon for the Patriots when? Like, can you call it a bandwagon when it's been going on for two straight decades, and they've been to in eighteen years, been to nine World Championship games, and won six of them? Like that's that that's, that's a good that's a good long bandwagon. That's like the Titanic of bandwagons, <laughs> it's right? That's true. It's like that's the, true. What they've done is it's not it's a it's otherworldly. The the success they've had over the last twenty years it's crazy. Signed uh, Julius uh, Julian Edelman to a. Two-year contract extension, All right, Because they, you know, they just keep him around with Tom Brady. Who else is Tom going to play catch with in his yard? Right? Jules comes over, honey. Jules and I'll be playing in the yard. <laughs> yeah, G- Jazelle's just- like, "Where are you going? We're just going out to play." I'm going out to play in the yard. All right. Well, we're gonna have dinner at six. Right. <laughs> she comes outside on the deck. Tom. Jules, dinner. We all had that as kids growing up. That, that's oh, yeah. the way back in the day when kids actually played outside. Yeah, yeah. You know, remember that? You know, and, what? Your, and your parents would come out mm-hmm. and just—they didn't care. They just scream. They'd yell. Whole neighborhood to hear it. Yeah. And every parent dinner. would just come out, and start yelling for your kids to come home. My wife and I were driving through Colorado. We're driving. We're my granddaughter had taekwondo practice or taekwondo so we went to we like to go you know we like to watch her you know Hi-ya! it's great i love that yeah so and i was watching the kids and some of them are not very good i was just like take me about three days in this class to get a black belt that's what i was thinking <laughs> I mean, do you ever have these thoughts in your own head when you're watching like, things like, like dominate here like i could whip these Talk little six-year-olds sweeping the leg yeah I'd be like Cobra Kai up in this Jones. You'd be Johnny. <laughs> right, I would be. Just ending kids' Kaekwondo careers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Anywho. Um, did you try to teach your uh, granddaughter the the LaRusso kick? Or no, no, no. The, the, the crane, crane? Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, not yet. She's not ready. She's not ready. Not ready, ready yet. yet. <laughs> but we were driving home, and there were a group of about five or six boys, probably, you know... Sixth, seventh grade, somewhere in that age, riding bikes. Yeah. And my wife and I, I come, I was like, oh, look at that. That's cool. And my wife goes, boy, you don't see that anymore. Like when we were growing up and the kids were growing up, that was just the way it was, right? Everybody gets on their bikes and rides to wherever the other neighbor's house and you're going to do whatever you're going to do. You just don't see everybody gets shuttled in cars, you know, dropped off. Seriously, my son, he's like the other day he comes to me, he goes, hey, uh, a bunch of us are getting together at the park to go play baseball. I'm like, great. Have a great time. Can you give me a ride? I'm like, it's a mile away. You have a bike. Right. No, I'm not going to give you a ride. Ride your bike. Right. Ooh. Well, he's looking at me like, Ooh. what do you mean? You're a parent. Parents give rides to right. their kids everywhere. Yeah. That's... We're chauffeured around. No, you're not. Ride your bike. Good for you. Oh, yeah, I laid down the law. So, how, I mean, then and how long, na- when did you have to pick him up? No, <laughs> I didn't. He rode the bike back too. Go, he how did? Would, I go, how'd that work? He goes, not bad. You know, he's like grudging. You know, be yeah. grudging, like, okay, well, that bad. I'm like, good now, we can we've established something. You can go anywhere you want this summer. Have right. a blast. Have a blast. Ride your bike. Ride your bike. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's no. good for you. That's great parenting by you. That's right. Yeah, it's it's, it's what yeah, it's exactly it's what being a great leader is really when you can tell your employees to ride their bikes yes you know that's that's well you know speaking of great uh leaders Mm -hmm. um i'm I'm really impressed with this whole adam gase jets thing this thing just feels like it's going to just work so nicely right (laughs) you know he's like already hearing questions about you know do you really want to trade levy on bell no i won't want to trade levy on bell you can just tell that that ever forgiving new york media is going to just love adam gase oh and gase is going to love them Yeah, you're, I mean, careful what you wish for type thing. It'll be interesting, and I've said this before. I Like, you know, it feels like like everybody, the reporting is like, Adam Gase pushed uh, McKagan or whatever the guy's name is out. He pushed him out, you know. He got full control that he wanted. And, like, I, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what really happened. Are there disagreements within an organization? Yeah, if the organization is run properly, there should be some disagreements there should be some difference of opinion right i mean the worst thing you can have is surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that just say i'm sure whatever you're thinking is correct because you're always going to you're going to pick the wrong players you're not going to you're you're going to you're going to give the wrong guys the money i mean it's just going to be a disaster so there should be some uh, you know some constructive discourse you know there should be some some um disagreements when you're building a roster or building a team Like, to me, Mike, if this is Adam Gase going, I want control because I wasn't given control in Miami. And in Miami, I never could properly help change the culture because I was never empowered. And therefore, the players knew I wasn't empowered and they listened to me to a point, but when they didn't like it, they circumvented me and went straight to the owner who had himself and all the cronies standing around on the sideline watching practice like if that's the case then maybe it works out really well for Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a affable guy. Adam Gase is a great dude, man. He's a great dude. Um it'll be interesting to see if he can maintain that kind of if he can maintain that kind of rapport and that kind of relationship with the Jets media or if they just wear him down to the point where he becomes cynical, kind of uh you know, kind of uh defensive. Yeah, kinda of like, you know, the you know, becomes has a little Belichick to him. Which is interesting about that about that division because, you know, now in that division, and I think this is probably the first time in history this has ever happened, you've got legitimate four Hall of Fame quarterbacks all in the same division. <laughs> I don't know that that's – think about it. Has that ever happened some in good any snark, division? Some good snark right there, yeah. Well, no, you got – No, the... we've we've had people in Denver who suggested that the Broncos missed the boat last year by not drafting the fill-in-the-blank quarterback. Baker right. Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, even Lamar Jackson, that they missed the boat, so I dubbed them the Hall of Fame five. Right. You know, how can you dare you pass on the Hall of Fame five and think about it. Three of them are all in the AFC East. Right. Right. D- I, I think Tom Brady's probably running a little scared. Brady will probably retire at least you know five years earlier than he was anticipating because of uh, those guys there. Well, every Super Bowl now, you what say? You didn't get that. What'd you say? He's probably going to retire five years earlier than he was planning on. Yeah, meaning for, like you know, like he's, forty he's ageless and he's you know, right. going to play forever. He, well, he was planning on going to fifty, so now he's probably going to go like to forty six. Right, forty seven maybe. Right, because those guys are well, coming. I mean, how many? Like how many Super Bowls are going to be won in the in the AFC East? Like pretty much. Well, I, I'm going to amend that because obviously you got to give a couple to Cleveland, right? Because right? they've got a Hall of Fame quarterback, right. and then a couple to Kansas City. A couple. Well, but this no, they got Showtime. I know, but he's not part of the Hall of Fame five. So you got Cleveland gonna oh, win a couple. I see. I you got see. got I see. Sam Darnold's right. gonna win a couple. Josh Rosen and obviously Josh Allen. So they're just gonna take turns winning championships over the yeah. next decade. And plus. you gotta you gotta figure you gotta sprinkle Brady in there for the you know At least he's got to be in three of the next five. I would right. imagine. So nothing for Mahomes. Nothing for Jared Goff. Nothing for Carson Wentz. Nothing for those. No. Guys. Nothing for Aaron Rodgers. No. 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 no, no, not when everybody's winning Super Bowls in the AFC East. What about all all kidding aside of those three? Which one do you think will end up being the best bet? Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Um, I'm going to say Sam Darnold. I mean, they've already given up on Sam. I mean, they've already given up on Josh Rosen after what twelve starts? Yeah, but that's the Cardinals. That's just the Cardinals being the Cardinals. Didn't you hear Josh Rosen? He's going to. And they made nine he, mistakes. He's going to the... be a true franchise quarterback. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, I mean, is that t- is is it just the Cardinals? Do you think it is just the Cardinals trying to like save their own jobs, or do you think that there was serious concern about Rosen's ability? Well, I'm going to deflect your question with a question. You've been around the Cardinals for a time, there. At Fox, I thought you were on the Cardinal beat. Yeah, you were doing Cardinal games every week, it seemed like. I was doing an event. I was doing an event Sunday, last Sunday, in Pinehurst. And I had this panel of players, some current, some former players. But don't it, shortchange this, by the way. This is Pinehurst, Pinehurst Golf, Pinehurst yeah. Number 2. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Place you were at. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great, great course, great, you know, great atmosphere. So I've got, you know, some legendary Steelers. I've got Jerome, Jerome Bettis is there. Jack Ham, Mike Wagner, John Banazak, Mel Blunt. Um, This is my panel. Ray Allen, 19 year NBA career. People need to know how big this is for you because growing up in Alaska, you adopted the Steelers. The Steelers 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 were your team. These guys were your guys. Right, exactly. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Right. Ray Lewis was there. Right. So I am in charge of hosting this kind of question and answers. Keep it light. Have fun. Let's move. Let's get everybody, you know, answering a question. Right. And and Larry Fitzgerald was there. And, you know, I'm like, I mean, I've had the pleasure, um, you know, of knowing Larry Fitzgerald. And he's just a consummate professional. He's one of the great dudes. Um That you've ever met. And I said, part of, you know, my my Fox tour last year was Cardinals games. and I go, "Um, you know, the coolest thing was like I got to do five Cardinals games. So I got to ask, you know, and talk to and see Larry Fitzgerald five different times during the course of the season. I go, the bad side was that I had to do five Cardinals games. Right. Right. Oh, that must have got a good laugh. Yeah, it got a great (laughs) laugh. And and Larry was just like, oh, shoot, like that's just that that's hurtful. Because um, they were that bad, but so I. But you can understand why people might be like, "Well, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't let, don't let the stink of the Cardinals drag you down on the idea of Josh Rosen." I mean, right. the, the guy was destined to f- fail because it's the Cardinals. Or, yeah, they were that. No, they were that. They or, were. Yeah, they know, were that bad, and they have made wholesale changes on their roster um, and on their coaching staff. Obviously, I, I just there's something about. Cliff Kingsbury, not winning at Texas Tech with Mike Leach's kids, who always won at Texas Tech, and then not being able to go 500-plus with Patrick Mahomes, who comes in his first year starting the NFL in his second year total and wins the NFL MVP. That like that scares me a little bit about, about him as a, a coach. Now... Maybe he's great, and and maybe this NFL thing works out exceptionally well for him, um, and, and maybe Kyler Murray is the real deal. But there's a lot of and maybe, and maybe, and maybes in that. Call me maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. Um, hey, l- last thing. Last thing I was just kind of curious about. Um, oh. What what do you make of the way that these these defensive linemen are being moved around and one year deals and Gerald McCoy cut loose by Tampa and Tampa turns right around and signs and sue mm-hmm. You know, I mean, are, are these guys now viewed as how do I want to describe it? Are they are they basically just move them in, move them out, one year guys? You don't need to commit to these defensive linemen anymore like this or. They're they're so interchangeable that you could just swap out a McCoy for a Sue. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's 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 an interesting question because I think Indominus Sue was great in the playoffs, but I think during the regular season he would disappear for times, you know, which is kind of part of his career. Like he can be a dominant player, but he can also be I don't want to call him disinterested, but maybe maybe not. Be as productive as you would like. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Gerald McCoy is a, the consummate professional. Ger- Gerald is a great guy, great dude. Um, that surprise you? The Bucks want to move on from him. I mean, do they? Well, I it's, mean, unless he's unless he's just banged up. Because I would. I mean, this guy's a great the, football. player. He's a really good football player. He's been doing it for a long time. Doing it for a long time in Tampa. Um, I, I just think you know the money that they've already paid him, the money that was left. I, you know, I get that they're kind of, quote-unquote, going to try to move on. Um, also, you know, when you start looking at Todd Bowles, and that's going to be the coordinator for Bruce Arians, uh, with, with Todd, how Todd Bowles has done it. He's done it playing prim, primarily nickel with small guys and, and tons of three, four kind of blitz package. So... Does Gerald McCoy, he's not a nose guard, he's not a D-end, he's a, you know, that's not what his position is. Um, is, Or maybe, I don't even know, does Todd Bowles, yeah, I, I, I think he was always kind of 3-4 when he was the Arizona Cardinals guy. But I, I all I know with Todd is that he was a big-time blitz guy. That's what he's always kind of predicated on. They're bringing pressure. There was nobody that brought pressure more than Todd Bowles when he's a coordinator. That He led the league in pressures just about every single year. Um, and, and that's kind of the system that he played out of. So maybe it's a system fit, like we can have great production because we're going to get you – we'll give up some big plays, but we're going to get you – we're going to create more big plays than we give up, and we're going to get you with some sacks and some pressures and some hurries, and we're going to get after your quarterback, and we're not doing it with, hey, let's just rush the front four and play zone behind it. That's not who who Todd Bowles is. ever But do you think been. teams have to be careful about getting so caught up in the system, the system, the system that they – Think it's more about the system than just really good players. Like whether it's, yeah, like, Gerald McCoy doesn't fit in this system, or this this uh, offensive lineman might be a good power guy, but he doesn't fit into the zone blocking system. Right. Or we're seeing it here in Denver. Well, you know, they're going to be more zone oriented under Vic Fangio, so you don't need right. to overpay for Chris Harris's uh, man-to-man skills, yeah. and you can make him almost expendable. Do you do you run the risk of getting too married to the idea that it's the system, the system, and not well, it's It's players, dummy. It's players first. Right. It is players first, but, like, and I think, you know, I always say the greatest system is kind of the New England Patriots is not having a system. Um, But I I will say this, you know, if you adhere to a certain style that you want to play and a guy doesn't fit in it, I get that a guy doesn't fit in it. You know, I thought last year, you're talking about Arizona, going back to the Cardinals. Last year, Steve Wilkes comes in. He is, you know, a former defensive coordinator that was a 4-3 guy that put together a great defense that went all the way to the Super Bowl um and lost to the Denver Broncos, but that's what he was and he put his system, you know, and he used to say our system works. I I mean, I interviewed him five times, right? The system works, we trust the system, You got a job. But like the players that you have didn't fit the system you have, right? And so like you got to you got to do a great job of marrying that like Dale Buchanan is a Pro Bowl middle linebacker, although he's actually a safety that trans transitioned to middle linebacker. Now all of a sudden you've got him in a four three defense and you're asking him to be an actual middle linebacker where he's take on the guard, wrong shoulder him, you know, stay inside out, leverage him, then then, you know, extend him and, and throw him to the side and go make the tackle. And you're like, the dude is two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's just getting engulfed like that's not his game. His game was undercutting a guy and blitzing and you know and and staying off those blocks not to take on the guards like that's he can't do that, and he just was lost last year. I felt bad for him, you know you'd see him, he's not practicing, he's just kind of standing around, he's not getting very many opportunities, and he goes from being a pro bowler to just like basically being on the bench, you don't fit so yeah, I think you have to be really careful with that stuff, Mike, and and not getting so attached to your system that you don't recognize what players can and can't do. I think that's important. Well, hey, listen man. It's fun. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Yes, you too, be man. Be safe. Join Enjoy. the barbecue, the grill. You, yeah, the you yard on artwork? the you on the grill? Oh, I'll be on the grill. I'm do I'm going to get Oh, your, I'll be I'm, on the grill. Yeah, I'm going to get some yard work done this weekend. Then I'll get on the grill. maybe maybe I'll uh you know what I like to do is uh, smoke a tenderloin. Ooh, on the pork, on the pork trigger line. No, just a beef tenderloin. Ooh, ooh. us rub her down on rock salt and let her smoke. Just let her smolder. Smolder. Oh, it's great. Oh, smolder. <sighs> All right, for All everybody right. involved. Yes, gotta shake myself out of that that image. Stink Truth podcast. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, the fine folks at Core. Find out more. at hydrate with com. great water uh that's core hydrate with com. for mike myself for scott um thank you for listening we'll see you guys next week